This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. All right, well, let's say a a prayer tonight. Like I said, maybe just a moment longer than normal, but let's pray together. Father, tonight as we come, uh, we join with those that are around the globe that are seeking your face. Many will be praying through the night tonight on this global night of prayer. Some are finishing their night as the morning is dawning on the other side of the earth, and some of us are just getting started into this evening. Father, I I thank you that you have given us a covenant this, this year to pray with you. Lord, I thank you for the Psalms that teaches us these five blessings for our lives. Tonight, Lord, I pray for our children. Lord, some here who may not yet have children, Lord, I thank you that they're able to pray into the future, Father, that that you're going to, they're speaking blessings over children to come. Lord, for those whose children are grown, Lord, they're still their children, and we pray over our children. Father, for those that pray not only over their children and their grandchildren, Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you for the answered prayers that are going to happen for the lives of our children, that a move of God is going to occur, that the presence of the Holy Spirit is going to break loose in the lives of our children. God, I'm asking you from the nurseries up here to even tonight, let the presence of the Holy Spirit encounter our children. Lord, let them be stirred by a move of God. Lord, from our middle schoolers and our youth group and our children's ministries, Father, I thank you that every heart becomes sensitive to you. Let them be called. Let them be chosen. Let them arise. Come on, let all God's people agree with me. Let them arise as warriors following the true champion in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you're going to bless, Lord, our finances. Lord, there's some here who have heavy burdens that that need to be lifted. There's some here, Lord, that can lift burdens. Lord, I thank you that you're going to open the doors, Lord, for those who have come to a place of blessing. Let them be a blessing for those that, that will be faithful over the little, let them be given much, Father. Lord, for those who are dealing in little, I thank you, Lord, that they shall be faithful in this storm. And Lord, you're going to honor them and you're going to bless them and you are going to bless their finances. Come on, you act like you can't pray for God to bless your finances. Help me. Help me. Lord, bless our finances. Come on now. Bless them in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that tonight, my goodness, Holy Ghost, I feel you, that you're going to bless our relationships. You see those that are strong, let them grow stronger. Put the right people in our paths, people to lead us, people to sustain us, uh, people to follow us, that we might be leading them. Father, let us uh, walk in wholeness and let us not think evil of any man. And Lord, bless our relationships and heal those that need to be healed. Lord, I pray in the name, come on, somebody needs to repent of of some wrong feelings right now as we're praying in that. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. And Lord, I pray right now for the ask that you bless our emotions, God. Lord, our emotions have, have, have led us around up a, up a roller coaster ride far too many times, Lord. Let us become people that whatsoever state we find ourselves in, we will therefore be content because we know who holds us in the palm of his hands and we know who holds tomorrow and we know, come on, I need some prayer warriors. We need some, we know 
that come what may, we shall be standing because we stand upon the rock of ages in the mighty name of Jesus by your power and by your spirit. Lord, I pray for the callings of this house. Lord, every campus, every every ministry from our school and our grocery store and our, our, our Lord, every every ministry that goes out around the world, the little girl's home and Lord, the, the homes and the churches that are happening in Europe now, Father, for those that are happening in, in different places in Latin America, Lord, I thank you for the, 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 the fruit that shall remain that comes from them. But Lord, for these in this house, Lord, I thank you that calling is being born and it's birthing inside of them, Lord. New levels, new opportunities, Lord, they shall overcome the, the enemy and the devils that try to harm them and hurt them. And Lord, they shall walk in the favor of the Lord and let them see fruit come forth that remains. Thank you, Father. Lord, we agree now with the saints across this world that our Father who is in heaven holy is his name. Hallelujah, Lord, we praise you, we worship you, we magnify you, we exalt you. We pray, oh God, that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, hallelujah, we thank you, Jesus. And we pray today that you will give us our daily bread and you will forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, Lord. And we pray that you will lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever in the mighty name of Jesus Christ amen and amen and let all God's people rejoice tonight amen somebody said I thought he'd never stop praying Jesus said my house shall be called a house of prayer come on it's time for us to pray and seek the face of God now, I like to preach, but I also know that we need to pray. Come on. God's good. Tonight, I want to bring you a message that I've entitled, When Everything is Shaken. Now, I started to entitle it, Stirred, Not Shaken. Come on, amen. But when everything is shaken, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is one of my favorite passages. Now, the earth was formless and void. And darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Holy Spirit. Notice this. The Spirit of God was hovering. Was what? Hovering. hovering. Have you ever been around uh, something that hovers? It, it hovers because of, uh, uh, of the air that is blown or it hovers because of the, the fact that like a hummingbird can hover in, in midair because of the movement that was occurring. So we have this image that the Holy Spirit was just, just, just kind of still and, and waiting, but, but the Holy Spirit was hovering. He was, he was preparing. He was working. He was putting things into order. He was getting things ready so that when the Father spoke, come on now, something would occur. Can I go ahead and tell you tonight, I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. I'm supposed to behave. I have no intention on behaving. My voice is already gone. It can go a little more, but I want you to get what I'm about to say to you. God's Spirit has been hovering over your life. His Spirit has been just waiting and stirring and putting things into place inside of you so that you can be ready to move forward to the next step when the Father calls you forward. What you need to do is begin to join with me. My goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. Join with me tonight and make that declaration. Do in me what you want to do. Stir in me what you want to stir tonight, God. Let something be preparing me so that I can answer the call when the Father calls me. 
I love to teach. I love the moments I get to teach. But right now, it's almost like we're a season of revival. It's almost like we're in a season of camp meeting. I feel the, the Holy Spirit of the, of the living God as he hovers over what he's doing right here in this place, what he's doing over War Hill, over every campus. A, a move of God is occurring. Come on now. Now tonight I want to talk to you about what this means, this word hovering. The Hebrew word is uh, panim, and, and panim is a word that can be translated into faith or favor or countenance or presence. It's a, it's a two-dimensional state. This word hovering is two-dimensional in it. And so it, it, it means a, a faith that moves you into favor or, or a countenance that brings you into presence. And in regard to time, panim refers to the split second before and the split second after. It means that just before something happens, there's been a preparation that, that will, when something happens, will help you step into the next level. See, some of you thought, that, my goodness, some of you thought the enemy was trying to take you out, but what was happening was the spirit of the living God was hovering over you, upon Nima, over you to prepare you for when the thing happened that seemingly would knock you down, now you're ready to step forward into what God's called you to. The world didn't say when God said, let there be light. He didn't say, wait, let us get ready. Why? Because the spirit had already been panim right there preparing it before so that it could do what was after. Some of you are saying, I'm afraid I don't have what it takes. But what you don't understand is yet even right now, I'm speaking to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's a hovering happening inside of you that's preparing your heart to step forward. Come on, how many say amen with me tonight? The Holy Spirit forms a parenthesis in time in Panim. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the ever-present help in the time of need. In regard to space, Panim refers to the place right in front and right in back. The psalmist said it this way, he hymns me in behind and before. The psalmist said he is singing songs of deliverance around us all the time, literally dancing. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a statement there that, that invokes the, the, the Trinity of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, because he's, he's described as this constant movement because it's not stagnant. That there's a, a beautiful choreographed dance as, as the three become one and as the one is manifest in the three. Stay with me. The Holy Spirit forms a parenthesis in space. He is Jehovah Nisi, our God, our banner. I've been just tore up all day. I've been translating uh, the book of Psalms and translating Psalms. And you start talking about God got up and the mountains fell down. Come on, amen. The God who goes before. He is a counselor. And here's a word that many of you will know, but many of you have never heard. And he's a paraclete. And the word paraclete refers to a military formation where soldiers would stand back to back. Can I tell you tonight, the spirit of the most high God has your back. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. The psalmist said he is your rear guard, the God who comes behind. A.W. Tozer said it this way. I'll put it on the screen for you tonight. It says, God is above, but he's not pushed up. 
He's beneath, but he's not pressed down. Come on now. He's outside, but he's not excluded. He's inside, but he's not confined. God is above all things, presiding beneath all things, sustaining outside of all things, embracing and inside of all things, filling. He is God most high. He is God most nigh. Are you with me? God most high, God most nigh. He is bigger than big, yet he is closer than close. I've got some really good news for you. I'm telling you, I about ran in my study this morning as I was preparing this message, which is a very small study, so I, it was a space I could have jogged around. The Holy Spirit is still hovering. Let me say this again. The Holy Spirit is still hovering over the darkness, over the emptiness, over the chaos of your life. He hovers in our hopes. He hovers in our hurts. He hovers in our hearts, preparing us for when we hear the call. The Holy Spirit, he hovers in the 40 nanometer gap between the 125 trillion synapses that crisscross the cerebral cortex. We're two verses into Genesis now, and the Holy Spirit is hovering. The Holy Spirit is what? Now in Genesis 2, the same spirit who hovers over the water, animates the dust of the earth, gets down and dirty. Genesis 2, 7 says this. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the earth, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Now the word here is ruach. Ruach. The Hebrew word is ruach. And this translates into spirit or breath. Spirit or breath. Before the day is done, you're going to have inhaled and exhaled roughly 23,000 times today. Five quarts of blood will have circulated through 100,000 miles of veins and arteries and capillaries in your body. There are 37 sextillion chemical reactions happening in your body right this moment. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yet in him we live and move and have our being. If God were to withdraw his ruach from us, the book of Job said we would return to the dust. The spirit of God is the breath of life. Now watch this. We went one chapter over. He was hovering. He was what? Now the Holy Spirit is hovering and animating. He's hovering and what? Animating. We then go a little further into the word of God to Exodus 31 and the same spirit who hovers over the chaos, who animates the dust, is now anointing a man by the name of Bezalel and he's giving him a creative anointing and imagination to see art and to see things that others can't see and he's gifting him with this anointing of the artist. The anointing, listen to me, that falls on him, it gives him an ability to have things he cannot do in his own. Because listen to me, the anointing is the difference between the best you can do and the best God can do. I've been trying to tell you for years what you need is a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. You've been going, I've been trying, I've been pushing up the rough side of the mountain. Can I tell you, one move of the Holy Ghost in your life will give you a new fresh step in 
in your life and you'll move to places you can't move on your own. Pastor Don, I don't want to go through some dry, dead religion. I don't want dry, dead religion either. What I want is the fire of the living God inside of me that gives me the ability to go forward to places I cannot go on my own. Pastor, we're afraid you may have lost it. No, I'm afraid you may not be keeping up. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, you're a teacher, or if you're a writer, or if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an athlete, an artist, or an architect, hear me, the Holy Spirit, he wants to help you do what you do better than you're able to do it. He wants to help you do all things that your hand finds to do unto the glory of God. Why does he want to anoint you so that you can get rich? No. Why does he want to anoint you so you can get famous? No. Why does he want to anoint you so that we, the world can see God take Makes broken people who should have failed and picks them up and makes them champions, makes them overcomers. Does anybody understand what I'm trying to tell you tonight? We're anointed, chosen, animated by a God who hovers over us. We're two books into the Old Testament and the Holy Spirit is hovering. He's animating. He's anointing. And we aren't even to the New Testament yet. Somebody said, I just think the Holy Spirit comes when you get saved. <laughs> you need to read your Bible. Read the Gospels. Read the Epistles. Read the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit heals, seals, and reveals. He counsels, he convicts, he comforts, he brings forth fruit, he gives gifts, and he guides. Can I tell you the Holy Spirit is stirring? Let me just say this again. The Holy Spirit is stirring something up. Now the world is trying to leave us shaken. But the Holy Spirit is stirring us. I need somebody to help me tonight. I feel like somebody's been fighting a battle. Some of you are going, you just don't know what I'm going through. I'm trying to break down what you're going through to tell you that he's been hovering over you, preparing you, calling you, stirring you, doing something doing something inside of you that will cause you not to be shaken going I don't know I'm worried about where America is going I'm worried about what Putin's doing can I tell you I'm more concerned about a move of the Holy Spirit of the living God inside of me because what the world needs is revival the world needs Jesus the world needs a move of God that leaves us not shaken but stirred under the presence of a mighty king Give him a praise like he deserves. Come on, give him a hallelujah. He's hovering. He's hovering over us. In the book of Haggai, one of those hard books to find. Now, come on. The Jewish prophets had predicted an exile in Babylon, but they've also prophesied the restoration of the nation of Israel. And suddenly in about 520 B.C., Haggai comes on the scene. And Haggai does not know how to behave. I like him. He accuses the Jewish people of misplaced priorities. They're apathetic when it comes to injustice. He calls them to repent. I'm telling you. 
Don't you take the side of whatever political party you have when injustice happens. You need to be careful. God cares about injustice. He believes in a just scale. Come on now. We need to be the people who are known to stand with the hurting, to protect. I don't care if they dig, dig the, uh, if they did dig the ditch that they have fallen into. We are the people who should be throwing down ropes of hope because somebody threw grace our way. Somebody told us about Jesus. He said, you don't care about other people. He says, repent. And let me know that you've repented by rebuilding the temple. That's pretty blunt. He says, I'll know if you're serious when you do something about it. 586 BC, they start with Haggai chapter 2, verse 6. It says this, for this is what the Lord of heavens Army says, in just a little while, I will again shake the heavens and the earth, the oceans and the dry land. I have no doubt that God sees the shaking of the earth. But I also have no doubt that God is stirring something up. I believe that God is shaking false securities. I believe that God is shaking false identities. I believe that God is shaking false assumptions and false narratives. I believe God is shaking false idols and false ideologies. A lot of people have had their confidence shaken in a lot of different ways. But we are stirred, not shaken. Why? Because we don't trust in horses and chariots. We trust. We have placed our trust in the name of the Lord. We don't take our cues from cultural talking points. We don't put our trust in these temporal things. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. And at that name, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess to the glory of God the Father himself. We are grounded in God's word. We're standing on God's promises. And we are led by his spirit. That is why the world might be shaken, but we are being stirred. Stirred to prayer. Stirred to righteousness. Stirred to rise above the rhetoric and live according to biblical convictions. Stirred to take our cues from scripture. Stirred to give God veto power in our lives. Stirred to operating in the power of the Holy Spirit while obeying the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Let me back up for just a moment. Haggai chapter 1 verse 1 says this. In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shelatiah, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Now notice this. There are decades that things don't happen. But there are days when decades happen. On this day, when the word of the Lord comes, somebody needs to hear that again. There have been decades that you haven't been able to change 
anything. But if you would let the Holy Spirit that is hovering over your life clear your ears so you can hear the voice of the one who's calling you into deeper waters. Deep calls unto deep, Scripture says. And you would allow that voice to penetrate the darkness. I feel like preaching in this place. To penetrate the darkness that's trying to pull you under. Then all of a sudden, what has taken you years to get ready for in a moment can move you forward and you'll still be walking five years, ten years. Come on. Somebody needs to help me tonight. Twenty years down the road saying God was faithful. God was good. God was able. Pastor Don, why are you yelling? Because I am. This is the day when Zerubbabel's decades happen. The Bible's about real people and real places and real time. Actually, if you looked according to the Hebrew calendar and the Persian calendar and you matched those with a Gregorian calendar, you would find, watch this, that this very scripture, this very word was spoken on August 29th, 520 B.C. And this in verse 2, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. The people are saying, the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. I shouldn't have been mean there. But I want you to notice two narratives. The people are saying the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Why? Because there are two realms and there are two kingdoms at play. You have what God is saying, then show me. Rebuild my house. Some of you are going, oh, pastor's about to launch a building campaign. Not on Wednesday night. <laughs> rebuild the house. Say it with me, rebuild the house. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are the temple, Scripture says. The Bible says that it, he dwells within you. He does not need a building made with man's hands. He needs a people who will rebuild their lives, who will reshape their lives, who will take out the junk and open up their hearts, who will say, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's time for you to make up your mind tonight. Somebody said, Pastor, they're going to think you crazy. You knew it when you got here. But listen to me. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Rebuild the house. But then you have this hashtag, this trending culture, this talking head, talking point, propaganda. And they say, oh, no, 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 the time hasn't come to rebuild the house of the Lord. You know, we can look backwards and think, oh, well, they should have listened to God. But let me ask you a question. What percentage of your thoughts, words, and actions are regurgitation of the news you're watching or the social media you're following? What percentage of your words, thoughts, and actions are a revelation that you're getting from God's word? Are you being conformed to the world around you? Are you being transformed by the Holy Spirit working in you? Are you being named and tamed by culture? Are you being fed and led by talking heads? 
Are you being fed and led by the word of God and by the spirit of God? Listen to me. Let me ask you one more question. Who is the loudest voice in your life? Don't you point at me. Is it the still small voice of the Holy Spirit? If you are spirit led and spirit filled, I'm not really worried about you. Because you might be slow, but you're worth waiting on. That's the way I feel about myself. It might take me a moment, but I know his voice. And yeah, I'm going to get, you, you just mark my words, I'm going to get where he wants me to get. I might go the wrong and long way around the mountain, but I'm going to get there. I feel it tonight, can you tell? Listen to me. You're going to do the things because the Spirit of God's in you that's past your pay grade. God's going to fulfill his plans and purposes in your life. If you just get to following the Holy Ghost, you go, I can't, I can't, I can't. He says, that's okay, move over. I'm your champion. I can, I can, I can. Which narrative are you listening to? The world's or Jesus? Verse 3. The word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. Is it time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while the house speaking uh, of the temple remains in ruins? While the temple remains in ruins? In other words, listen to me. Here's what he says. It's really important. He says, is it time for you to, for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house Speaking of the temple remains in ruins. Well, what he's really saying here, and this really shook me, he said, quit raising your standard of living and start raising your standard of giving. We want more, we want more, we want more. But what we ought to do, you know, I'm thankful for a church who, who, who didn't laugh me down when I said we're going to buy socks for children. I'm thankful. But you raise your level of giving. You start struggling, you start, you start being, I have an attitude, a, a lack of gratitude, you find somebody else. I'll never forget one time. Randy, one time I was going through something, I was in the altars and nobody came and prayed for me. After all the thousands of people I'd prayed for, nobody came and prayed for me. And the devil said to me, see, they don't care about you. My goodness. All of a sudden the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, stop you whining and get up and pray for somebody else. I laid hands on them, and in one moment, the Spirit of God that shot through me and healed them delivered me right there on the spot. What you need to do is stop trying to increase who you are and start trying to build up others around you. Verse 5, now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. What he says is this. You need to sit down and take a long look and look in the mirror. Something's not right in your life. I want to drop to verse 13 quickly. Then Haggai, listen to me. Hold on, I just felt compelled to stop by the Holy Spirit. It's time for you to rebuild your temple. Stop telling everybody else what's wrong with their temple and you get busy working on yours. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you. 
I am what? Declares the Lord. I'm with you. Somebody needed to hear that. I'm with you, says the Lord. If God is for me, if God is with me, I'm good to go. Listen to me. One in God makes the majority. Let me say that again. One in God makes the majority. As long as he's with me, I'm in the majority. Verse 14 says, so the Lord stirred. The Lord what? Uh-oh, there it is. Stirred the spirit of Zerubbabel and the spirit of Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, a high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. They came and they began to work on the house of the Lord of hosts. Watch this now. The Lord, he did what? The Lord stirred up Zerubbabel. And when the Lord stirred up Zerubbabel, suddenly Joshua got stirred up. And after Joshua got stirred up, the whole group of people got stirred up. And then they all came, come on now, they who? All came to work on the house of the Lord of hosts. Can I tell you that when you get stirred, it gets contagious. When God starts stirring people with his spirit, it gets contagious. Now listen to me. I have felt the Holy Spirit in this place tonight. Go ahead and stand. I'm going to hurry. Stirred. It means to excite, to courage, to animate, to zeal, to awaken from sleep, to arise to action. It always starts with a stirring, with a hovering that stirs up the right ingredients. It always starts when a move of God happens. It starts when God starts stirring. So every revival happened because somebody got stirred. The world might be shaking, but oh, Spirit of the living God, stir us up. Every vision starts with a stirring. The Holy Spirit stirs us with sanctified emotions. The Holy Spirit stirs us with God ideas. The Holy Spirit stirs us with prophetic words. The Holy Spirit stirs us with a holy discontent. I just can't stay the same anymore. You've been moving in my life so long. Call, call to me, God. I want more. I want more. Call me out upon the waters. I'll step out of the boat. I'll walk on the water if necessary. But I can't stay back here anymore because you've stirred up something inside of me and the Holy Spirit stirs us with his word Spirit of the Most High God stir us tonight Lord, I ask you tonight, stir over your people. But Lord, I'm asking you, 
right now in this altar, just start hovering Holy Spirit. Start hovering Holy Spirit right here in this altar. That anybody who gets under the, the anointing that's flowing right up here, the animating that's flowing right up here, the hovering that's flowing right up here, the move of God that's happening right here might have a stirring happen in their lives. I don't know who you are, and I don't know why you're still where you are, but I don't know if you understood what I just said, that I'm asking the Holy Spirit to begin to stir in this environment right here, right here. And Spirit of the Most High God as quickly as they're coming pastors, leaders I want you to start laying hands on people as fast as you can don't you lay hands on them in quietness you lay hands on them in faith by the favor of the living God there's an animation of the Spirit of God that's about to come inside of them Spirit of the Most High God a stirring that's happening a move of God the Spirit of the living God. Holy Ghost. Jesus, now, fall in this place. Fall in this place. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.